Hi, welcome to our podcast. To learn more about Liverpool One Church, join us live, give financially and to get involved, head to liverpoolonechurch.com. We believe God wants to do great things in and through your life today. Enjoy this message. Well, hey, good morning, Liverpool One Church. You can go ahead and take your seats and happy new year, LOC. If you call this place home and you are part of the family, like in the room or joining us online, just we hope that you have truly had a great and relaxing time over this festive period. We pray and we have been praying for you that the start of 23 has just started to materialize in the way that you are hoping for and dreaming for. We've all got expectations, right, for what we wanna see happen this year. And we're just praying that this is gonna be like, your best year yet, and why not? Like, why not? You've had some great years before, but why not 2023 be the best year that you have encountered and experienced? Because I think that change is absolutely possible, and typically at the start of the year, it is the time, right, where most of us think, I would love to change some stuff. Like you've got the plan to get healthy, lose a bit of weight. Like you've got plans this year. And I'm absolutely convinced that following Jesus makes your life better and you better at life. Change is possible. And I'm really excited to kick off this brand new series right at the offset of January 2023 and really believing that God is going to speak to your heart today so that when we all leave, we kind of feel like we've had a moment, a divine connection with our Father, that it isn't just the routine or the start of a routine of coming to church, but this is the moment where your heart is open for the next 35 minutes to say, God, today I want to hear from you. And I think it's possible, but I think it's unlikely if we don't pray first. So can you just do me the honour of just bowing your head real quick? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, right at the outset of 23, as we gather corporately in the room and online, we wanna right centre you. Lord, we know that we've got dreams and aspirations for the year ahead, but truly, if it doesn't start from the centre of Jesus in our lives, then God, we're almost on for a hiding to nothing. And on this first Sunday back in church, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would speak to every single one of us, that by your Spirit today, that you would speak to me. In Jesus' name, we all pray and we all said, Amen. Okay, so change is possible, right? 2023, chances are, some of you have already made some resolutions. Chances are there's a whole bunch of you that have already broken those resolutions. But chances are that if you are ever gonna make a decision to change anything in your life, I think that it's most likely to happen around about this time of the year. And why would it not? Because there are many things that we'd all love to change about ourselves and about our lives. 
What we do have a tendency on doing though is we like to focus on the diet. Like, can we get on the 31 day fast program? Can we like cut out carbs, increase our protein intake? Can we lose a bit of weight this year? And we, we like to focus on the physical things. I bet some of you have even joined the gym and like I've noticed already the car park in the month of January. It's really difficult to get a car parking space at the gym with everybody like signing on with the new year deal to like get physically fit and physically healthy. Some of you will have already have started to read some new books because you know that like learners or leaders are readers and if you want to learn in life, it, chances are it's going to come from a book and you're trying to decipher how you can set your mental health up better now at the start of the year so you finish stronger at the back end of the year. But sometimes, and all of those things are great and amazing, but we can do it not realising that actually one of the most overlooked things that is so important to every single one of us, especially if you follow Christ, is your spirit spiritual health. Now, the problem with looking after your spiritual health is actually the same as it is looking after your physical health. And that's that there's one thing, right? There's one thing that can always undermine your ability to make successful change. And we're all the same in this and we all struggle with this, but there's one thing in your life that literally has the ability to stop you accomplishing your goals, accomplishing your dreams and achieving all that you want to achieve this year. Because you've already got the plan. Some of you, you're like, man, I'm gonna read the Bible. I'm gonna read the whole Bible in like one month. I'm gonna read like 10 hours a day. Well, let me tell you, if you haven't got this one thing right, you're never going to achieve that. Some of you are like, man, I'm going to lose two stone in the first half of the year. Like, listen, if you haven't got this one thing right, then it's going to affect that really detrimentally. So today, as we start the year, I want to talk about the one thing that affects everything in your life. It's the one thing that if you get this wrong, it detrimentally affects every area of your life. In fact, even if you're not a follower of Jesus, and if you're in church today or tuning in online, man, I'm so glad that you're here because we're building this church for people just like you who maybe haven't got a historical background of being involved in a church. I want you to know we're building this church for people just like you. But even if you're not a follower of Jesus, this one thing will still undermine all of your goals that you want to achieve this year too. And that one thing is your mindset. It's your mindset that affects everything in life. And actually, whilst we are today going to look, a lot, look at a lot of scientific proof and evidence that will substantiate most of this talk, and if you're really interested in this, there's a great book out there called um, Learn, Think, Succeed by Dr. Caroline Leaf, and she's like got some amazing insights into all of this stuff. She's a Christian neuroscientist, and honestly, it just blows my mind when I literally, when I read this stuff. And if you're super interested, I would want to credit her and say to you, go and get a copy of that book, I think it can add immense value to your life. But whilst there's so much we can learn from science, there's one thing that you've got to know. A lot of what science is only telling us today has already been substantiated and talked about in scriptures for thousands of years. Let me show you how I know that. If we go to Proverbs 23, Solomon, who was literally recorded as the wisest man to have ever lived, he talks about the mind and he says it like this. He says that for as he thinks in his heart, so he is. Another translation says, for as a man thinks, and it means women too, as a man thinks, so he is. 
In other words, it's your mind and it's the way that you think that drastically affects the direction and the trajectory of your life. It's the mind and the way that you think that really has the ability to affect what you're passionate about, what you pursue, your level of perseverance. Like your mind affects everything. Now, that's what Scripture's been saying for thousands of years. But what's really interesting to me is now psychologists and cognitive neuroscientists are now telling us that actually how you use your mind is predictive of your success. In other words, they are saying too, for as a man thinks, so he is. Why? Because your mindset affects everything. So before we kind of jump into this, I guess that we need to have a base level of understanding to actually decipher what is your mind? Well, your brain and your body literally only makes up almost 1% of you. Yet your mind is what is responsible for everything that you are thinking, feeling, and choosing. It's your mindset that determines how you think, feel, and choose. That's why it's your mind that affects everything. And what happens in your brain is every single time you have a thought or a feeling, it is literally growing stuff inside your brain. I mean, just picture that for a minute. You have the ability to grow things in your own head according to the way in which you think and feel. That is the reason why every situation in life is typically based upon what you think, feel, and choose. Because in your mind, you're constantly growing things. So I guess that that's the reason why, before we even try and say, hey man, go for your goals this year, go lose the weight, go get fit, go apply for the new job, go and try the read the Bible in a month program or whatever it is that floats your boat. Before we talk about nuts and bolts for how you achieve stuff, if our mindset is wrong, if our mindset is somewhat faulty, if we are experiencing a degree of faulty thinking, or even worse still, like a toxic way of thinking, it is going to dramatically, adversely affect every situation that comes up in our life. So it's because everything in our world is rooted in what we think, feel, and choose that starts off in our mind, why it's so important that we have the right mindset. Because it's your mindset that determines how you think, feel, and make choices. And we know that when our mind is not healthy, and some of you might have experienced this, you'll know that it's that typically that leads to burnout, to stress, to anxiety, to just feeling like your life is tension-filled all of the time, dealing with trauma. You know what it's like to experience sometimes like this sense of a mindset that isn't quite healthy. So I guess that what I wanna try and do is look at both scripturally and scientifically. Is there anything that we can do to help us have a healthier mindset at the start of 23 if it's our mindset that is the driver for our life. If it's true, as Solomon teaches, as a man thinks and so he is, maybe we should all start to just press pause and say, God, is there a way that you would have me think? The broad question that I'd like to ask you today is, are you using your mind 
to thrive or just survive? Are you using your mind to thrive or survive? Because some of you, when you're in survival mode, it'll feel like your life is constantly overwhelmed. It will make you feel like, especially in terms of your thought patterns, like it can outwork in a way that makes you feel somewhat depressed. It can make you feel discontent, almost like you've got foggy or confused thinking. It can be hard to make a decision and it can make it increasingly difficult for you to achieve your goals. I mean, and we know where this leads. It leads to burnout. It leads to depression. You know, it can lead to all kinds of stuff. And one of the biggest problems that we've got when we think about like, are you using your mind to thrive or survive? If we think of thriving in terms of like succeeding, One of the biggest problems that we've got, and we're probably similar in this, is that what we do is we measure our success by looking at other people on social media. Whereas like 100 years ago, that wasn't really a thing in the volume that it now is. And I've made this mistake. And I've had to learn actually that comparing myself to other people on social media is a really bad habit for me to get into. And you should not do that either because your mind is uniquely brilliant and success for them is not going to be the same for you. Your success is going to be different to the person to the left of you and the person to the right of you. So do not measure your success by comparing what else is going on on social media. I made this mistake massively when we first started the church. We'd started a church and we started in a living room and there was literally 10 of us. And then after we'd met and outgrown the living room, we took on some venue space and there would be like, I don't know, 20 people, 25 people. And at the time, it really felt to me like, man, we suck at being pastors. We couldn't get the church to grow. No one knew ever came. The thing wasn't working. And I thought... The reason why this isn't working is because I don't preach like Pastor Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church. So what I used to do was I used to go online and I used to watch all of his messages. And let me say this just to avoid any kind of confusion. I have the utmost respect for Pastor Stephen and his wife, Holly. So like, there's no dissing here. Like, I love what they're doing, what they're building, them as people and what they've got going on in their church in the States. Like, it is incredible. But I would watch online and I would like sometimes take even his mannerisms and the way that he would preach, which was quite different to how I would typically do. I kind of get up and have a conversation. I don't tend to pace and do a lot of stuff, but he did this thing one time and I thought, that's the key. I saw him do this thing in a preach and I thought like, I know what to do. And he did this thing and it kind of works in his context because he's in the South, right? And man, I've got so much love and respect for him, but he did this thing and, and it was a long time ago now. I don't think it's the type of thing he would say today, but he said this one line and he kind of said, hey, he says, I want you to know that I'm preaching so much better than you're responding. And at that point, the church all started to like clap and holler and cheer. And I thought, that's the key. That's what I need to do. So that very Sunday, I literally, I went into church and we got our 25 people. I mean, like there's more people on the front two rows. Like, it's great. And I was like, hey, I'd like give a bit of Bible. And if the room was quiet and it was like, hey, you, do you not know that I'm preaching way better than you're responding? The whole church said that I lie. 
But honestly, the worst thing that you can do is try and measure your success against anybody else because imitation is always gonna be your biggest limitation. And I promise you, your mind and who you are, God did not make a mistake. And he has got you uniquely positioned for success according to how your mind works. So is there a solution, I guess, to that question of how do you ensure that you have a healthy mind so that you're thriving and not just feeling like, you're surviving. There's an image of our future king coming up on the screen, and it's an interesting image because it's one that really details an image that speaks a thousand words, but actually it's all about perspective. It's the same image that was taken at exactly the same time. Now, some people might think that is literally royalty giving you the bird. However, when you look and see the establishment of another camera angle, he's not doing that at all because perspective is everything. And if you get the wrong perspective about something or someone, it will affect how you see, it will affect how you think, it will affect how you feel, and it will affect how you make choices. Because perspective is determined by your mindset. Your mindset determines your perspective. And here's the thing, your mindset sets the tone for the next hour, for the next moment, for the next meeting, even the next month. It's your mindset that determines your perspective. So let me try and give you a bit of a definition and then we're gonna jump into some practical steps and look at some scripture. But let me look at what is a mindset. A mindset, it's an attitude or a cluster of thoughts with attached information and emotions that generate a particular perception. So you have some thoughts, then you have some particular emotions, and then you have some more thoughts that mix in with your emotions that then generates a perception. And the thing is, is that the way in which you build a perception happens so quick. I mean, check this out. You are literally building perceptions and having thoughts that track around your mind at approximately 4 billion thoughts per second. Sorry, 4 billion actions per second that helps formulate how you think, feel, and make choices. I mean, this is happening really quickly. And every time there is all of this movement, your brain is literally growing. So whatever you pay attention to will grow in your brain. Whatever you think about, it will grow, which is important to me that tells me again, if you've got good thoughts, then you're going to grow good things. And if you've got bad or toxic or faulty thoughts or faulty thinking, then you're going to grow something that's bad and not conducive to you living a healthy life in your mind. And we all know what this is like, because think of it like, this. In the same way that we can look at that image of our future king and say, man, someone's got the wrong perspective of that image. We do the same thing about people and circumstances in our life too. We do exactly the same thing. This is what we've experienced also, you get the wrong perspective, you have a toxic mindset towards somebody, you have the wrong perception. And when you have that, it affects the meeting that you're in. 
Like all of a sudden you close shop. If you get the wrong perspective about someone, it affects how you are across the table from them. If you get a wrong thought, even about your husband or your wife, it affects how you ring them and how you speak to them and how you converse with them. If you get a wrong perspective that's driven by faulty thinking or toxic thinking, it affects and it outworks negatively. It can ruin your day. You know what it's like to go into the office and at 10 past nine, the wheel falls off with something or someone somewhere and all of a sudden your day is ruined and it all starts in the mind. Mindsets set the tone. They determine your perspective. So how can you choose to think in a way that is gonna be seeing you thrive rather than merely just survive? I want to introduce to you an idea. And again, I'm going to try and back this up with some science, but I want to show you where I'm going to pull this from scripturally. I want to introduce to you three ideas. And I guess that the first one is the main thing, but the three concepts that I want you to just try and implement in your life as you start your daily routines in 2023. And again, here's the great news. Even if you're not a follower of Jesus, like you're in church today and you're thinking, man, I don't even know what I think about Noah's Ark and Jesus and the cross. I'm just not sure about all of that. This will work for you too. I'm going to give you some scripture and some science, but if you apply this to your life, it's going to massively help. I assure you that. And they are three mindsets that I want you to actively adopt at the start of 2023. The first mindset that I want you to adopt is called the thinker mindset. Psalm 121, it's David speaking and he he says this statement. He says that, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Think of it like this. He's gone out for a walk and he starts to look out of his window and he can see some mountains and he thinks, I wanna go up there. And he takes some quiet time just for himself. And as he's walking, he started to just look up into the heavens. And as he looks up, he starts to think and be considerate about his day and his month and his year and his life. And as he looks up, he starts to ask himself this question as he's looking up to the mountains, where does my help come from? And I don't know how much time there was before he penned line two to line three, because then he answers it after thinking and being contemplative. He says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker and creator of heaven and earth. Wow, everything seen and everything that is unseen. That's the source of my help. Do you know what he's doing? He's literally creating a moment in his day where he's pressing stop to the external and he's switching on to the internal and he's starting to think about the thoughts that he's starting to have. He's starting to almost daydream. Daydreaming is a vital component for your mindset to be healthy because this is what happens when you embrace the thinker mindset. It's where you create 15 minutes at the start of your day to just think. You're not even trying to create a plan or map out your day. You're there to literally just daydream and allow your thoughts to ponder in and out of your mind, almost waiting to see 
what's going to come up? Like, what am I going to think about? And as you start to just think, and as you just start to just ponder, it's amazing how your mind works. Because then what often happens is you start to become aware of any of the anxious or angry or envious or jealous thoughts that are in your mind. You start then to become aware of the thoughts that you're actually having. And you know what you're able to do? You're able to notice like which ones are good and healthy thoughts and which ones are bad and negative thoughts. And this is why it's so important because there is absolutely nothing in your mind that was created. There is no wiring, there is no circuitry for you to be able to encompass thoughts of jealousy and anger and envy and the list could go on. Your mind was uniquely designed to have healthy thoughts. Now this is the outworking and this is the real problem. If you don't get a grip of where your thought life is at, this is how it outworks. It increases your chances of getting a physical disease by 75 to 98%. It increases your chances of getting sick in the next 12 months by 43%. It increases the chances of you damaging your mind and your own mental health by 75% if you don't learn the art of being able to track unhelpful and unhealthy thoughts. Because there's nothing in your mind that was created to house these unhealthy thoughts. The bottom line, if you don't get a grip and press pause to the external and switch on the internal and try and observe what unhealthy thought patterns you have in your life, it makes you sick. It's not good for you. It's not healthy for you. Which is why I also think that science is now catching up and onto what the Apostle Paul would teach in the New Testament when he speaks about this issue too. Because in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, with the insight not of science, but of that of the Holy Spirit, Apostle Paul says, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. In other words, we're going to establish what unhealthy thoughts are there running through our minds and we're going to grab a hold of them and we're going to make them captive to Christ. In other words, we're going to make a choice to say, I'm not going to think like that about them. We're going to make a choice and say, okay, I'm observing, observing a jealous thought but I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be driven by a jealous thought. So I'm going to take that captive and I'm going to choose that I'm not going to think upon that. I'm not going to ponder upon that. We're going to take it captive and make it obedient to Christ because nothing in your brain no wiring, no protein, no subatomic particle was designed or created for you to house or encompass unhealthy thoughts. You've got to get them gone. And how does it happen? Well, by starting to adopt the thinking mindset. 15 minutes to observe what's really going on in your thought life. Now, we all have three free will. That's why you have the choice to stay jealous, to stay angry, to stay envious. But it doesn't mean that your mind or your brain was wired in a way that would see that ever outworking healthily for you. You're just not created that way. So take 15 minutes to just become aware of any obtrusive or intrusive thoughts and take them captive. Be mindful of like, what are you thinking about? And what is there in your own thought life that's going to stop you from thinking healthy thoughts? What is there in your thought life that's going to stop you moving from A to B? Again, your body is not wired for any of these toxic thoughts. 
Now, fortunately, your brain is so clever, it can actually rewire. And this is why there's so much benefit for you taking captive every thought and making it obedient to Christ. Or if you're not a Christian, there's so much benefit for you to adopt a thinking mindset and just spend 15 minutes thinking about what you're thinking about. It's because what happens is the point at which you observe a toxic thought the point at which you start to think, hang on a minute, that's not the kind of thought that's healthy for me. This is literally what happens. You can then start to celebrate that all of the blood vessels in your heart that will constrict and get tighter and reduce blood flow to your brain when you're having those negative thoughts, all of those vessels will start to open up and all of a sudden there's more oxygenated blood rushing up to your brain. And what happens is when you observe these toxic thoughts, it's a moment to celebrate them and you go, I caught that one. Like I found that, I saw it. I can see that that's a mistake for me to think about that person in that way. I can see that this is a mistake for me to be thinking like that. And now you don't have to be held anymore by the guilt or the shame that typically comes when you have a toxic mindset. You're calling it out. You're seeing it before it becomes trouble in your world. You're spotting it on the horizon of your life. And you're saying, I can see that if I grow that thought, it's gonna be a train wreck in my life. So you can celebrate that you're observing it and make the necessary changes so it doesn't have any hold on you any more because that's what happens as soon as you do that your blood vessels dilate you've got more blood flowing and more oxygen reaching up to your brain in fact check this at the point at which you do that you actually activate a genetic switch in the depth of your brain that even increases your own resilience to get through the challenges that you've got in your day ahead and it all starts by just spending 15 minutes a day by trying to catch any faulty thoughts and faulty thinking. And let me just say this. If you are somewhat concerned that you can't control what goes on in your mind, over the last couple of years, I've done so much reading about this. I've spoken to people about this. You can be confident that actually you control your mind your mind does not control you. You have the ability to control all of the thoughts that will pass even every, as often as every 10 seconds. You are wired to make your own choices about what you grow inside your brain. So you take captive every toxic, destructive, unhelpful thought and make it obedient to Christ when you adopt a thinking mindset. The second thing though that you've got to do if you want to experience a healthy mindset is you've got to adopt a forgiveness mindset. Now, if you're a follower of Jesus, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but this unfortunately is not optional for you because there are so many scriptural reasons that will point towards why living a forgiving life is best for you. But not only is it best for you, when you choose to live a forgiving life, what you're actually doing is you're drawing your life into complete alignment with what the Word of God teaches. For example, in Ephesians 4 verse 32, it tells us, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another just as Christ has forgiven you. But it wasn't just Paul and the other authors of the New Testament that spoke about the reasons why we should forgive. 
even Jesus speaks about it. He tells us in Luke 6, 37, if you forgive, then you will be forgiven. So you may be aware of the scriptural reasons why you should try your best to forgive people in your life. But did you know that there are many scientific reasons too? There are scientific reasons why you should forgive the people that have hurt you the most. Now, here's the thing. Typically, what happens is that whenever somebody hurts you or harms you, maybe lies about you, is dishonest towards you, stabs you in the back, you know, whenever somebody takes the job that they told you they weren't even going to apply for anyway, whenever something bad happens to you and you feel like, man, they've treated me badly, you have, whether you like it or not, you have a relationship with them. And that relationship can influence and affect the way that you think. Because all of these relationships, I don't want to get too nerdy on this, but in quantum physics, it's called entanglement. Quantum physics basically argues and says that all of these entanglements, these relationships, even if they're really far apart from you, if you're in a relationship with another particle, it can still influence what happens in your life. And it's the same in how this outworks relationally. If you even don't come into contact with someone, but live in unforgiveness with them, even if they're a long way from you, it can still affect how you think, feel, and make choices. So the bottom line is, is that if you're in relationship with people, then you've got to live with a forgiveness mindset. Because at the point at which you forgive that other person that you're entangled with, or in a relationship with, it's the only way to sever the cord so that they and what they've done previously, even though it probably was unfair and it was unkind and they did lie, it's the only way to stop that what happened from affecting you. It's forgiveness. And here's the thing as well. It can take 63 days to form a habit, but it's not solely about every day when you're creating your 15-minute window to have that thinker mindset. It's not thinking about, oh, who do I need to forgive that has hurt me in the past? When you adopt a forgiveness mindset, and this, is, this will change your life, when you adopt a forgiveness mindset, in that 15-minute window, when you wake up and you get up and you decide to just think for a moment, you're also making a decision ahead of time that today I'm going to forgive people in my world that are going to do things that are going to wrong me. Because the chances are really high, guys. The chances are high. In fact, they're massive that someone throughout your day or your week, they're going to say something about you or you're going to misinterpret something that they've said about you. Someone is going to do something that's going to upset you. So when Jesus was saying, listen, if you forgive others, then he'll forgive you, it actually falls into the embodiment of what it looks like to have a healthy mindset too. Why not choose every single day to forgive ahead of time and in advance the people that you know are going to hurt you? And do you know what it does? It changes your life. Because when you sit around the office table in work and somebody says something that it grates against you and you go like, why are they being that way? Why are they saying that? Already, instinctively, you've made a choice and it calms you down. The blood vessels open up again. There's more oxygenated blood flowing through your brain. You've already made the choice. You feel it, you grab hold of it and you go, no, no, I'm of a forgiving mindset. I'm gonna forgive them. I'm gonna let that fly or I'm gonna deal with what I need to deal with later on, but I'm not gonna be held by something that somebody else has done to me. When you go into the day forgiving in advance, planning to forgive, 
It changes your life. Now, some more science for you. If you want to reduce your chances, not your friend's chances, but your chances of having a stroke or a heart attack, then you've got to know it's really good for your body if you choose to live a life that forgives people. The third and final thing that you've got to do when you're adopting these three mindsets that we've been speaking about is not only do you have to have the thinker mindset and the forgiveness mindset, but you also have to have something called the possibilities mindset. I want to just give you an insight into something that the Apostle Paul knew that I think we can learn a lot from, and science is absolutely catching up with all of this. He writes in Romans 8.28, he says, and we know, in other words, this is what I've learned on my journey in following God, and we know that in all things, not in some things or select things, but in everything, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. The Apostle Paul is saying this, I know that I have had many times where I've had a plan, I've had my list of my to-do sheet and I'm gonna accomplish, but it hasn't gone to plan. But this is what I've learnt. I've learnt that even when my plan doesn't come to fruition, God has a way to make stuff work in my life. Now, this is the interesting part. Even when you study history and look at people like Edison that never ever spoke about like a thousand failures, he always spoke, speaks about a thousand attempts. You know, I think that sometimes it's really helpful for you to go into your day almost having a plan, but agreeing ahead of time. If everything on that plan doesn't work, it's okay because God's the one that holds my world in the palm of his hands. He'll still have a plan that will work out for me. In other words, when you start your day and you've got your job list and everything that you want to accomplish and maybe you walk into the office or you walk home or you walk into a conversation and it doesn't go the way that you'd have hoped because you've got a possibilities mindset, you become aware that actually just because that plan and that possibility did not work out for me in the same way that God was able to work it all out for Paul, even in spite of all the challenges that he faced, I too believe and understand that there are still going to be a thousand possibilities that are going to open up for me. Hey, if the house deal falls through, it's okay. There'll be another house, I promise you. Go and speak to anybody that's walking and living in their dream job. Because what you don't often hear about is the eight job interviews that they were rejected from prior to living and working in their dream job. What does that tell us? If you're open to the fact that God will give you more possibilities than you can hope, dream or imagine, don't be surprised if you find yourself not needing to worry when your plan doesn't work out, when your plan fails, because God is the God of opportunity and possibilities. He knows what's around your corner. If you will just keep going around your corner on the journey of life that you're working and living on. And as you do it, get up 15 minutes, 20 minutes a day earlier and decide to adopt the thinker mindset, the forgiveness mindset and the possibilities mindset. And I think if we do that, man, we'll have a way better 23 than just agreeing to losing a few pounds and just going in the gym. I think if your mind is healthy, then your life is healthy. If you can deal with and grab hold of all of that 
faulty thinking, deal with the anger. Deal with the resentment, the jealousy, the envy, the aggression. Deal with the trauma. Like, like, do what you need to do. Deal with that stuff so that you take it and you grab hold of it captive and you make it obedient to Christ. And if we do that, we're going to have a great 23. Church, let's stand to our feet. We're going to pray real quick. And then the band are going to pray, uh, going to sing actually, not pray. Let's uh, close our eyes and bow our heads for a moment. Heavenly Father, you have uniquely wired our circuitry. Help us to find the patterns and the thought processes and ways in our life that are gonna honour you the most, but see us live healthy lives too. This year, help us to adopt a thinker mindset. Help us to be doers of the red text, live life in a forgiving mindset and help us to see God that even when our plan fails, that the possibilities in you are endless. Help us to have a healthier mindset and a healthier perception as we approach all that you've got in store for us for the rest of the year, we pray. Amen. With every head still bowed and every eye still closed. Hey, listen. A little bit of a different conversation today, but if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, and even though you might not be able to dot all of the I's and or cross all of the T's and dot all of the I's right now, but you're in church today and you're like, yeah, I want this, I, I want in on this. I'm gonna let you know of a real simple way for how that happens. I'm gonna say a prayer right now. And if you want to give your life to Christ and become a Christian, become a follower of God, become a follower of what His Word teaches. As I say this prayer, I'm gonna invite you to pray in your heart after me. And all it is really, it's like an outward sign to God saying, today I'm choosing to follow you. I'm choosing to give you my life, give you my heart. I want all that you've got for me. So if you've never made a decision to follow Christ and you wanna do that, then whilst every head is still bowed and every eye is still closed, you can pray this prayer after me right now. Father in heaven, I'm giving my life to you today because I want to become a follower of your way. I wanna know who you are. I want you to live in my heart. Forgive me of all of my sin and all the stuff that I've done wrong that has separated me from where you are. I'm asking you to make me clean again because I wanna know You, because I believe You're real. And I believe You gave Jesus Christ to die on a cross for me. So from this point on, I'm giving You my life and I'm giving You my heart and I'm choosing to become a follower of Jesus. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you can take that message and apply it to your life. Also, don't forget to take a moment to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. To get connected or stay more connected to the life of Liverpool One Church and learn how you can join us live, visit liverpoolonechurch.com. Thanks again for joining us and we hope to see you again soon.